This is a passing league. But not if any of these new studs got anything to say about it. Oh yeah, it's corners today on the push off. Welcome back, everybody. It's a new episode of the Push Off Podcast. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happens last week while it gets you ready for the NFL draft that's just two weeks away. Folks, I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's... Dan, we going to wall for this corner. Right. That's right, Dan. Dan, uh, two short weeks till we are driving a long distance across the country to Kansas City along flat flat drive. That's true. Well, I will be driving. You're, we're, I'm driving I'm driving the work truck. You'll so. be driving a long <laughs> long distance. Yeah. Just you. No <laughs> regrets? <laughs> no, none. I actually like driving. All right. Uh you're you're going to have a little I, I don't know. This is not I can't do it. I cannot like be in the passenger seat when somebody else is driving. We've driven before and I thought sure. you did okay with that. I yeah I've as I've gotten older and and the family and everything I I feel like I've gotten worse in the car especially on an interstate but if there's nobody which I think in a lot of this drive there's not going to be many people it's then it's whatever I'll just try not to fall asleep on you anyways that's good yeah my my philosophy of uh, of driving interstate is drive fast take chances so we'll have a good time <laughs> don't tell me these things we um. We're trying to get through all of the prospects. We hit every position, and we've been doing uh, a position, an episode. Uh, we just got into the defense last week with the safeties. Dan likes Antonio Johnson at a Texas A&M, but this week we're going to wrap up the coverage guys, the defensive backs, with the corners. Uh, these are the bigger names. There's a, and arguably the deepest class in the draft. Uh, so I'm going to give something away. Okay. We're talking about eight corners in this draft. Yes, tonight we're we talking about have eight, eight names we're going to touch on. None of them have a grade below the second round. That, I would agree with you there, too, yes, and that's what I've seen, too. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I'm agreeing with it. I, you know, there's a, it's a very, very deep class. If you need a corner, like a an impact corner in this draft – one will fall to you. Yeah, take you your know, You're probably going to get a starter in the second round here. So this is a great corner draft, um, but we'll get into the first guy, and then we'll decide whether or not we have an elite. Awesome. Can't wait. So first of all, uh, let's talk about the news. Uh, let's talk about a, a cornerback that we, I'm sure we looked at when he went uh, just a few years ago. I'm talking Ohio State's Jeff Akuda, cornerback, yep. who was just traded to the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are getting uh, this corner from Detroit, who is getting a fifth rounder uh, for what used to be a top five draft pick. I have to check back on the recording. I don't remember loving Jeff Akuda. I don't think he was an uh, elite, of course, but no. we knew he was going to be going pretty early. This is the. I don't hope this isn't giving away one of your, uh, you know, crazy stats. But this is the second time in the last ten years a top three pick has been traded. 
uh, before like his fourth season. That's my the last one was Sam Darnold. That is my crazy stat. Tonight. Oh really? Yeah, yeah that's I crazy, mean, man. It is. It's a good stat, and and it is a nice like. Wow, who else? Who else was it has ever done this? And Sam Darnold is the other name. Top but three of a top three. It used draft to be. Pick. Yeah. It used to be that top five draft picks washed out all the time. Like true for you to have a top ten pick or a top ten draft where most of the guys hit was like fucking amazing. People are getting so much better at drafting nowadays. You know, um, I want to say 20 years ago, Khalil Mack would have been a second or third round pick. Instead, he went top 10 because people actually got to break down his tape and be like, oh, this guy's fucking unreal. You know, that's where small school guys used to go. They used to go in the second and third round because somebody just fell in love with him. Now you're starting to see some of those guys go higher up just because their tape is that good. Yeah, yeah. And internet and easier to find these guys and yeah all that stuff is making it yeah if you're very good a lot of times you get seen whether you're coming from a big school little school who you played doesn't matter um so we see akuda get moved early in his uh, career but he gets another chance going to atlanta uh the falcons are trying to change up that defense um, the other side of the ball, Saquon Barkley is not going to sign his franchise tag. He's not going to the Giants offseason program that's starting on Monday. Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, just chill. Chill. Like, just wait until the mini camps are up. I mean, it's the same offense. It's not like you're learning a new offense. Don't put more tread on your – or don't wear more tread off your tires if you don't have to. So this makes total sense to me for Saquon. It does. I don't know why the Giants themselves would do it either. Maybe they all have taught, just talked about this on the side. Like, just this is what we're going to do. Fine. Yeah. Just chill. You you get uh, mini camp off, and then, uh, you know, two weeks before the season, just sign your tender. As we continue with the prospects next week, I think we're looking into pursuit linebackers. Yes, indeed, sir. We've got some good ones in the pursuit linebacker class this year. Um, okay, but yeah, there's especially there's a kid out of Arkansas, which uh, man Jerry Jones would love to pick an Arkansas kid. Yeah, he always takes them way too high. Um, I bring up linebackers because another pursuit linebacker, a guy that we liked a lot, I think, coming out, Devin White at uh, LSU. Yep. Right, he is asking for a trade from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay says they're not going to do it. You're here, uh, whether you want a new contract or not. Maybe he gets yeah. one. Maybe that's what this is. Well, he has regressed pretty significantly over the past couple of years. Like, he had a crazy good run um, during that Super Bowl run for them. Yeah. And then ever since then, it seems like he hasn't improved his instincts and his speed has kind of taken a hit. Mm. And so when you have that situation, when you're it, kind of the same thing that happened to Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith signed that big extension and then just, like, fell off a fucking cliff. Sometimes speedy linebackers fall off cliffs and I mean I understand Devin White feels like it's an opportunity thing not a talent thing but I think Tampa Bay is going to find out very quickly that it is a talent thing now um and I think he's going to take a little bit of a dip I always thought maybe he's like a it's it's a system type of thing for him but they didn't switch over defensive coordinators or defensive plans or anything like that since he was good so yeah it's just kind of slip um there is a word that Cliff Kingsbury has returned from the uh, South Pacific, taking a job at USC under Lincoln Riley. So uh, Cliff Kingsbury, though, he was going to be just getting a paycheck from the Arizona Cardinals for at least the next two, three seasons. Uh, oh, he'll get he'll get some USC money, and he will offset that, that uh, Cardinals so money. That's where he was supposed to go um, a couple years ago, if you remember. Oh, when he was leaving out of what, Texas Tech? Is that what it was? 
yeah, so he had been uh, he had been fired from Texas Tech, and he had taken a job as, as the offense coordinator. <laughs> oh wow! And then he was like, "Oh wait, no, they want me as a head coach in the NFL. I, I'm out of here." And it totally made sense, but I can't remember who the head coach was then. Not Lincoln Riley, um, right? Because he's no, no, just no. Took over. Lincoln Riley came in from Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. So Cliff Kingsbury back to college, which where he succeeded the most so we'll see how if he bounces right back in there and then finally the only other thing i have for news is it looks like the washington commanders are about to be sold the the full information isn't over yet it is a group of buyers uh the initial guy who the name that is initially with it is a jo- josh harris but they say uh-huh. that this is also magic johnson's group uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Harris owns the 76ers, and I want to say the Phillies. Okay. So, I mean, Collecting yeah, franchises. He's, he's in the Northeast, so now he's got one in uh, three of the four major sports. Um, so not missing much, Six honestly. Six billion like, dollars. We talked about that number so the last money. time. But the big news is that it, it, oh, chances are he's not as bad as the owner that's leaving. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Good. Let us all forget his name. <laughs> Let us all forget the terrible run of Dan Snyder. Thank Just a you. real piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's you know, This is how memories cope. This is how your brain copes with trauma. Is you're like, I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. I'm just erasing that name from my Rolodex so I never have to Why reference it about again. Him? He's a piece yeah. of shit. So no need to. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Dan, we're ready to talk about cornerbacks. Uh, we have, oh, yeah. like you said, we have eight we want to hit on. And because we... They're all very strong. We want to tell you about them. So uh, uh, we're we have basically covered, I think, uh, this year the top prospects of every group. Like the names you've given me, the top names are are, are covered in there. There's I don't think there is going to be a surprise Javon Walker this year. Well, we could see. Who knows? True. Um, but anyways, as we are getting ready for the draft, which is coming up very soon cornerbacks is one that goes right away last year Derek Stingley Jr. three overall to the Texans and then uh Sauce Gardner rookie of the year uh for defense went was that fourth to the Jets I believe so yeah so there you go I mean these guys are going to go early and often um second hardest position to play out of college by the way yeah and then so of any yeah, the the easiest position to play out of college is running back. If you get running back in college, running back in the pros, it's pretty lateral. Uh, the hardest position, obviously, is quarterback. Second is corner. So quarterback, then corner. So this is a tough one. It is, and and a lot of times you're getting thrown in there right away too because you're going to be an early pick. So uh, good luck to you. But okay, so looking at these guys, I think uh, we got a grouping type of thing going on here from the names you gave me. I think there's three front guys, three front runners going in the first half of the first round. And then there's like four of the other names going in the second half. And then, a, well, I mean, the five. Honestly, it's three and five maybe. Because the, the last uh, group there, I, I'll, I'll take guesses, but I don't think it's going to be easy tonight. I doubt very much you've picked who my number one is. Even your number one. All right, well, yeah, most people's number one and the one that I had currently on here uh, is Oregon's Christian Gonzalez, but since I you don't think it's him, and and I, I, I'm not gonna guess it kind of thing, I will uh, I'll go somebody else, but I'm gonna go one of those big three because I think you know that's the what the other people think. So I'll go Penn State's Joey Porter Jr. 
Out of eight, he is ranked seventh. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. all right. We're going to have fun tonight. <laughs> it's Guys, listen. The tape is all over the place on these fucking guys. Do you want to start with Joey Porter or do you want to start with my number one? Uh, your choice. I'm going to leave that up to you because I'm all over the place here, too. So, All right. Let's start with Joey Porter, then. So, so we brought him up. Joey Porter seven is my seventh eight. ranked. Seven of eight, by the way. So what we're does gonna, that mean? I'll you hate the him? names. You hate him? No, no, no. It doesn't mean I hate him. I just he's a second round pick in my mind. Yeah, you know. So um, we'll give you all the names. Right? Do you want to give all the names right away? Oh, sure, sure. Um, so Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon is one of the guys yep. we're going to be talking about. We talked about Joey Porter Jr. and this is that'll be the first guy we talk here. Devon Witherspoon, Illinois. Uh, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Keely Ringo, Georgia. Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State, and DJ Turner out of Michigan, whose real name is Juan Drago. <laughs> we'll talk about all of them tonight, all eight of them. And Fucking Dan says, name. of those, Joey Porter Jr., who I thought maybe near the top, maybe at least one of these top group guys, he's saying he's a second-round talent. Dan. So, uh, big, big flashing light on Joey Porter Jr. Way too fucking grabby. Way too grabby, right out the gates. So this is a very physical corner. I will give Joey Porter Jr. credit for that. He's very physical, um, does a great job at the line of scrimmage. If you're a mid-size wide receiver in the NFL, Joey Porter is going to give you trouble because he's going to get his fucking hands on you, and if you've got a quick route, he's going to make sure you don't run it easily. That being said, if you can hit him with speed quickly, he plays way too high. Now, this is a guy that needs to break it down because he's a big corner. He's 6'2 and a half. Yeah. He's under 200 pounds, so he's very long, but he's very, very lean. Um, he's got very long arms, which is going to help him at the next level, but his technique is way too grabby. He's relying on what is plus athleticism um, and doesn't get in and out of his breaks cleanly. That's a problem. So I don't think he's one of the better athletes. I think he's long and lean. I think if you play a a defensive style like the Cowboys do where you kind of let your corners, uh, you know, run with a guy while you're getting a pressure heavy front. Um, kind of the way Seattle runs their defense, you know, the way the Legion of Boom used to run. He's going to fit in really well there because he's going to run with you pretty well. But if you're making moves and stunts and handling quick shit inside, like I don't think Joey Porter Jr. can play the slot. I don't think he can play your nickel very well. Mm. So he's going to be flagged for a lot of pass interference and a lot of holding um, because he's also a guy that when you get him and you press him with speed, he doesn't have the short area quickness to like come back and compensate for it. He's got the the kind of long speed, so if you're trying to take him deep on a streak, he'll stay with you. And he's got the length and he's got the body positioning, and I think that's going to be good. But just in my mind does not have – the short area quickness or change of direction speed that I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, has good long speed, way too grabby, way too physical at the point of attack um, with poor technique. So to me, Joey Porter Jr. is actually is an early second round pick, but he's a second round pick. We are talking the guy whose uh, father is the longtime linebacker, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and he played some for the Cardinals, Joey Porter. Yes, Joey Porter, who's a very good linebacker, an insane person, and uh, was a captain on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Long career in the NFL. So this guy, you're getting uh, the the kids. How many kids have we talked about in the last few years? Um, 
heritage coming into the NFL. These guys at least know yeah. what it takes usually. It's tough to completely uh, bottom out there when you're these guys. And like you're saying, too, you're still saying he's a second-round talent. The yeah. mocks have him going, though, to, like I'm saying, top half of the first round. I, I think the mocks on corners are so out of line okay. this year. Like, we'll, when we get into all the rankings of where I have these guys, like, you're you're going to flip shit yeah. because it's all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I think Joey Porter Jr. is a is a long, lean type. Decent speed, ran a four four six. That's exactly what shows up on tape. But there were way too many times uh, Joey Porter just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and it wasn't instincts. Like, it just seemed like fucking luck. Like some of his best stats this year <laughs> seemed like just sheer dumb luck. So it was very odd. It was very odd watching his film um, because he, if you hit him with quick speed and movements, he was kind of out of position. If he le- if you let him get his hands on you and redirect your route, you were fucked. Mm-hmm. So. Joey Porter Jr., like I said, it's going to be a particular defensive system that he's going to be able to thrive in, and I think he can. Um, and a second-round pick means I think you're a starter in this league, and I think you will be one, but I don't think he's ever going to be one of those top-tier corners that we have. Uh, the comparisons, NFL.com says Amani Awarier. Okay. And Draft Network says Marlon Humphrey. I think Humphrey is better. I think... Um, Humphrey was better at staying in phase mm-hmm. and was less handsy, okay. but I think Marlon Humphrey's a nice equivalent. Um, all right. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State, 7 of 8. So I guess I'll just keep throwing names, and you'll just throw, tell me where in the list. Do we want to do it that yeah. way? Yeah, because this is all over the place, and there's it's so tight because, like I said, nobody's below a second rounder, so let's get weird. Then I'll go where I think everybody else is kind of saying. The number one guy on most everyone's list here is Christian Gonzalez, Oregon. My number two. Okay. All right. So he's up so, there, though. Yeah, not super far out. Um, Christian Gonzalez, athletically, is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy athletic. Um, number one, soft hands. Um Number two, great ball skills for a man his size. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is six foot one, two hundred pounds, and it looks good. It looks good. He's got good length, good strength. He's built well. He's got great balance, really solid athleticism. Um, I don't think his instincts are phenomenal. Okay. I I think this is a guy, and so weird one is he actually followed his cornerbacks coach from Colorado to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Which I th- I think speaks wonders of the guy that his cornerback coach is like I need you to come with me. Well, the the weird thing is it seems like he doesn't listen too well to coaching because his technique's not that great. Uh, well, and I was gonna say Colorado to Oregon, you're probably getting a little bit more eyes in Oregon than Colorado too, so it helps him out. Yeah, but. yeah, I th- I think it makes sense if you're a cornerback's coach, you're like, hey, bring my best corner with me. Sure. Um, and he played great. He absolutely played great. Um. He does a really good job in the run game um, when he knows where it's going. Okay. Um, that's a big thing. It's like if Christian Gonzalez knows where it's going, he's going to close distance on that immediately. But I don't think he's great at um, kind of deciphering tricks or mix- misdirection, which, once again, he's not going to be playing nickel all that much. He's going to be on the outside, so he's going to be able to lock in with a single wide receiver. But those are limitations that are going to keep him from being an elite uh, sort of prospect is he doesn't have natural instincts um, towards misdirection or st- you know kind of shuffling through misdirection. Uh, we talked about how the NFL's adopting more into the college stuff when it comes to numbers. Christian Gonzalez, we're number zero 
for Oregon, which is kind mm-hmm. of a big number for Oregon school too, is what I'm understanding. I feel like uh, they had the five that was uh, what's his Kayvon name Thibodeau. Thibodeau last year. I think you know because Oregon is a big O too and the zero and stuff. They they wear big flashy colors there at uh, at Oregon. Um, his mock has him. I think he's going to be a top ten pick, um, first or second yeah. cornerback taken off. And like you have him. Second, second yeah, I, I don't think that's crazy. I think if you can get his technique refined, I think he's the most physically impressive corner this year. Honestly. And I, I think just the raw abilities this guy has, if you can tweak it, you can get it right. Um, I think if you can get him to react to the ball faster, if you can get him to actually read and diagnose a little better than he's been doing, I think he's he's potentially an elite prospect. Uh, the NFL.com comparison was uh, Rodgers Cromarty. I like it. It's a good one. The uh, one for Draft Network was Pat Sertain II. Um, <clears throat> not quite. I thought Pat Sertain was a little bit more physical and way more instinctive off the off the ball. And then Draft Buzz said Akib Talib. Not as nasty as Akib Talib. Um, this is a guy that stays in phase with you, but Akib Talib was nasty coming out of Kansas. Sure. All right, so Christian Gonzalez second, mm-hmm. uh, a Joey Porter Jr. Not up there in that same area. Those guys were a kind of mocked in the same stuff. The other one with him, the top three guys that I've seen, is Devin Witherspoon, Illinois. Number five. He's number five on your list. All right. Well, you want to talk about him now? I do. Uh, so Devin Witherspoon, super aggressive corner. Okay. Like in your face, yeah. bumpy up. Front, <laughs> one of, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like one of my favorite things, and you watch this in the NFL. You watch it everywhere. Is like when a ball is thrown completely away from the receiver, and uh, you know the receiver never had any chance of catching it. It was like you know thrown into a different fucking zip code, and the corner's like waving his hands, like not in my fucking house, <laughs> even though he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's Devin Witherspoon. Like that's if that was an emoji. It would be an emoji that looked like Devin Witherspoon because he's a fucking dickhead uh, on the field. <laughs> Give him a reason to chat. Oh, God, he's so chatty. Um, so chatty, so mouthy, but it works. It do- He does a really, really good job. The problem is, once again, kind of like Joey Porter Jr. You can kind of get where I'm going with uh, these really grabby, handsy guys. Yeah. Is super aggressive, but super handsy. He's he's got his hands on you at like six or seven yards. That's going to be holding calls all the time. That's going to be pass interference all the time. Um, but because he's aggressive, if you try to hit him with like quick slants, you, that's getting picked off. Like this dude wants to jump routes constantly. He's going to. So that's the positive. The negative for that is you're going to get him on pump fakes, and he does not have that top end speed to make up for that shit. Okay. You know, this is. Of the guys, I think I have him maybe my least impressive athlete, but probably the best instinctual corner this year, except for one guy. There's one guy that's better that's my number one. He's a um, little bit on the shorter side, the 5'11 and a half, 181, smaller which side. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah, it's fine for a corner. Corners are getting longer and thinner, but I think he's he's a good build for a corner. I don't have any questions about his physicality. I don't think he's going to get pushed around. I think he's, like I said, he's chippy, and he, he does come in and he does hit, which I really like. Um, yeah, the attitude and the play style is exactly what you want from a corner. Uh, it's exactly what you want. The but, mocks have him as a top 10, and like he can rival Gonzalez. Do you still have him as a first-rounder? 
I don't. I have him as an early, early second rounder. Okay. I can see him maybe going late mm-hmm. first, um, but there's too much talent and potential, and I feel like, you know, second round is a great place to get a starter, right? And I think this guy can be a starter, but I don't think he's ever going to be anybody's number one corner. Okay. And that's my issue. It's like he's going to be a number two corner for a lot of guys, and I think he'll be fine. Um, but if you put him against the best wide receiver, I don't think he can hang. He doesn't have the hips for it. Um, he's he's very grabby, so it's very snake-like. So on short area stuff, like this guy is a guy that could immediately play uh, the nickel. I think he could play the nickel, and I think he would give guys trouble because he's going to be on him, and he's going to have great hand and, and body position. But I just don't think he's athletic enough to really be an elite corner. Well, there you go. I mean, these are the three guys that I thought were going to be Oh, first of all, his comparison, I didn't give you that, for Devon Witherspoon, NFL.com said Levi Wallace. Yeah, Levi Wallace has been coming up a lot. Um, Is that right? Who, once again, not an elite corner by any stretch of the imagination. Um, these are the three guys that uh, I thought one of them would be uh, up near the top there. Dane doesn't have him as the number one. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is number two. We didn't say or not. He's not elite, though, right? Christian Gonzalez is not elite. Okay. Christian Gonzalez is not. There's there's too many instinctual issues for me to give him an elite grade. Okay. But uh, if it's not these three, I move on down my list. There's a guy who is uh, – he's – He's trending up a little bit. He's kind of coming up a little bit higher than the other guys on a lot of people's lists sometimes when he does. So I will say him next. I'm going to say Deontay Banks, Maryland. Deontay Banks is my number four. Oh, okay. So he comes in right before Devin Witherspoon. Yep. So I think he's a little better. Once again, I think athletically, this guy is tremendous. Mm -hmm. This guy, uh, once again, good size, good strength, good speed. Um, uses the sideline and his body super well. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really nice. This guy stays on the outside, and that's where he needs to stay because, once again, I think his hips yeah. are great, but I don't love his short area agility. So, once again, probably not going to move inside and be a nickel guy. This is a guy that has enough size, has enough strength, uh, has enough hand-fighting ability to create problems on the outside, but with quick twitch shit, I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think he's going to give up a bunch of big plays because he does stay in phase really, really well. This is just not a guy that if you put him on like a Wes Welker type, I don't think he's going to have a good time. Yeah, Deontay Banks, uh, six foot, 197. So the mocks are putting him after those three that we've already hit on, but still a first rounder. Do you think he's a first rounder? I do. I have him at the tail end of the first round, just a little bit above uh, Devin Witherspoon. But still, once again, has has the body, has the size, has the athleticism to be able to be a pretty good outside corner. I just worry about him inside, and also he does not fucking stop the run at all. Oh, this guy, yeah, that would this guy me. is Deion Sanders level, uh, you know, business decisions. Because <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, the Vikings are getting mocked to him at twenty three overall. Uh, right now in the mocks, that's the projection one for Deontay Banks. And I'm like, you know, we need an outside guy, so I'm okay with that because uh, you slide in um, uh, Byron Murphy. Jones. By- yeah, yeah uh, Byron Murphy. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Byron Jones is gone. Yeah, Byron, <laughs> Byron Jones is no more. Uh, into the slot there for that, and then, yeah, throw the rookie outside. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Deontay Banks. Not Dan's number one yet either. We haven't landed on that yet. No, sir. We continue going. I don't have any comparisons for him. NFL.com didn't put any of the other websites. Sometimes sometimes they're just too busy, you know? We can't, We ask too much. Uh, 
I can tell you, Deontay Banks, um, I'll give you a Cowboys equivalent. He reminded me a lot of Chidobe Awuzie. All right, Awuzie was a good, uh, solid guy for you guys for his... Uh... He was, once again, solid, right? Yeah. This is a solid guy. Awuzie went in the second round. I think Banks is probably more developed than Awuzie was. I thought Awuzie was a better athlete than Banks. Um, but, yeah, I can see Banks going in the tail end of the first round and, and being a quality starter for somebody. All right, so next here, these guys are boom, boom, boom. I don't. I mean, I, I. It's taking shots in the hat in the hat here of what guy is still your number one, and then who's. I'm going to give you my number one. Okay, I can't wait. All right, we're done waiting. Who is Dan's number one prospect here in the cornerbacks? Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. There he is. Okay, Emmanuel Forbes. Let's hear about him. Interesting. Oh, I loved. Loved, loved, loved this speed, this tape. Like I cannot gush more about Emmanuel Forbes. Great speed, great ball skills. This guy is thin and nasty. Like so, the one knock on him, and this is the thing that keeps him from being an elite. So not an elite. We don't have an elite in this class. He's very thin, very, very thin. He's six foot one. He's a hundred and sixty something pounds. Um, this is like a. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith, right? He's the corner version of Devontae Smith without being truly elite. So this is an undersized guy. But probably the most instinctive corner in the whole class. Um, this guy gets his hands on you and is punchy without being grabby, which I think probably has to do with a lot with his size. I think his technique is so good because he knows he really can't like overpower people, right? Okay. He's he's too light. He's not going to be able to physically redirect you, but he punches well and stays in phase and stays balanced. He's got the best ball skills in the whole class. Mm. The whole class. Um, he currently holds the record. He's tied with uh, the most picks returned for touchdowns in the NCAA. Yeah. Oof. Hey. Yeah. He's oh, yeah, so he actually set the mo- he set the record for most pick sixes during his entire career and he's a fucking junior. You tell so me like no a, one, a school's uh, record and that makes sense, but yeah, NCAA record that's pretty impressive. NCAA. He has returned six picks uh, he has returned six interceptions for touchdowns in his career. And had six te- or had six interceptions last year by itself, but in his career he's returned mm. six uh, interceptions for touchdowns. The ball skills are tremendous. He ran a four three five, which when you watch the tape makes total sense because nobody outruns this guy. Hmm. Um, nobody can really get away from him. His short area quickness is also tremendous. Um, he reads and reacts and breaks on the ball so cleanly, and he hits like a 200-pounder at 166. I think it's going to break him in half one day, but I have no athletic concerns. I have no um, I have no instinct concerns. I have no speed concerns. The only thing I'm concerned about is the fact that he's 166 pounds. Well, That's yeah. it. I was going to say I'm disappointed that he's not elite, given that all those – nothing that stuff's concerning to you, but it does a little bit make sense there. Um what is interesting here is he's not going to be the first cornerback off the board. Um, he, sure would like him. He could. I was going to say he he could go in the first round. His mocks have him uh, maybe falling out, maybe even second round. But that means that there's going to be uh, some teams that need a cornerback. And, Dan, if they're listening to us right now, you just got them very excited if they're not picking in the first half of the first round. They could end up with oh, yeah. this guy. To me, the closest equivalent is Denzel Ward. The comparison for NFL.com picks another 
tall, skinny Mississippi State guy, Cam Dantzler, who uh, I know well. He just left, but uh, Cam Dantzler, yeah, he was not going to push anyone around either. He did his best to stay with you, but he took too many chances and was in the wrong spots too many times. Emmanuel Forbes is very rarely in the wrong spot. Um, he combines Devin Witherspoon's um, aggressiveness with um, not quite Christian Gonzalez's level of athleticism, but the athleticism is great. The hips are fucking great. There's not a lot to dislike about Emmanuel Forbes' film. Nice. So Emmanuel Forbes ends up number one on the list. Uh, it's um, him, then Christian Gonzalez, then we don't know. Who's number three, Dan? Let's go there. Number three is Keely Ringo. All right, Georgia. Now, he was with them. Did, was he playing much for that Georgia team that uh, won two years ago and then had everybody come out last year, or is he more this season? Um, so he actually is the one that picked off Bryce Young uh, right. last year, not not in 2022. He picked off Bryce Young to end the national championship game. So Kiwi Ringo had a nice little junior season on him, or redshirt sophomore season. But as a redshirt freshman, he did contribute. He did a good job. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really, when you look at Kiwi Ringo, the guy put up crazy-ass numbers at the Combine and put up pretty solid film. So, you know, he's six two, two 207, ran a four three six. Like, that's phenomenal. Uh-huh. That's phenomenal. So this is, once again, a guy that's going to probably stay – um, on the outside, but he is a man corner. Like there would be times where I would watch a running back just like run kind of towards him, but he's just looking at the wide receiver the whole time. So he's super locked in. Okay. Um, super physical at the line of, at the line of scrimmage, but not super grabby. You know, like I said, good punch, but not super grabby. I think he is too susceptible to uh, rubs and draws because he is so focused on his man. He tends to not see the forest for the trees, but he's absolutely locked in on single coverage. So that's one of the things I like about Keely Ringo. With coaching, guys are going to get him, you know, like I said, he's a redshirt sophomore. He doesn't have a ton of starting time, but it's all SEC, you know, and it's two-time national champion Georgia. So the guy's got some quality reps in there, even though it's a short amount of time. I think with maybe a year of seasoning, this could be the best corner in the class. Oh. Just because of his his athletic profile, everything he does athletically is great. There's some um, experience stuff. There's some um, body positioning things he kind of needs to get going. But he's been able to win with pure athleticism um, for the last two years, and I think that shows up. Yeah, he looks like a big guy out there that uh, just kind of controls a lot of space when he is out there. The mocks have him as a first round talent, if not first round. I mean. Right now, projection Colts at pick 35, you know, top of the second round. He's not going to go far in day two. Oh, yeah. I, I would be very surprised with this athletic profile, with this pedigree, for him to slide out of the first round. Um, but like I said, if he does, it's probably going to be because of all the penalties. Um, he actually had nine penalties back in 2022. So this is a guy that when he became a starter, like a full-time starter this year, he got a little grabby at the top of transitions only because he... I don't think he studied the film quite well enough or had his techniques down well enough, but most of those penalties were actually in the front half of the season. So he calmed down and got better considerably. So we're talking about four, perhaps five guys if Devin Witherspoon goes in the first round on Thursday night for the cornerbacks here at these draft. Um, 
I think last year there was three or four. I don't know the full numbers there, but obviously there was the early guys, and then it took a little bit for the cornerbacks to come back. Here, they're going to be kind of sprinkled throughout the first round, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, after Devin Witherspoon, well, we got two guys left. Two guys left to discuss, Dan. Yep. Um, yeah, who is... Uh, so we've got one through five. Yeah, we've got one through so five, missing... and then we have seven. We're missing the six and the eight. Is number yeah. six uh, South Carolina's Cam Smith? It is not. He is number eight. All right. Well, then let's talk DJ Turner first. You mean Juan Drago? Juan Drago Turner, which still comes so out. great. Is it DJ? Does he? It's DJ. Juan Drago, though. Am I? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe it's like <laughs> Spanish where you, you know, Reverse it's it. like uh, Playa Azul means like uh, beach blue or blue beach. Okay. So maybe that's what it is. But his name is not Juan Space Drago. It's Juan Drago. Juan Drago. Turner. Yeah, so it's fucking crazy, and he's a he's the third, he's the second. So I'm assuming he has a kid of his own, uh, because usually that's just a junior. But I guess he has his own kid. Wow. Okay. Um, crazy, crazy athlete. Like, uh, ran a four two six at the combine, which is nuts. Ten yard split, out of this world. Um, here's the thing. This is the nickelest corner you could ever nickel. Um, absolute prototype. Short area quickness is just tremendous. Um, has great top end speed. A four two six don't mean you're slow. Um, great short area agility. Good presence in mind. Very aggressive. The problem is this guy gets muscled off too many routes. Um, he's 5'11", 178, but I would rather have Emmanuel Forbes um, physically. I think Manuel Forbes has more force generation. I think Juan Drago, or DJ, sorry, has a tendency to get muscled out of routes, and you can kind of get him to pop off, um, especially at comebacks or digs, because when that happens, he's getting up ahead of speed to stay with you, and then you can kind of break on him. And he's got the athleticism to recover, but in the NFL, they'll make him pay for it. Yeah, DJ Turner, um, the mocks have him... Uh, second rounder, but uh, he's like a group away from Keely Ringo and Forbes and stuff in those mocks. Um, he's uh, around the guys. We a couple guys we're not going to talk about tonight. Um, Kansas State senior Julius Brents and sure. Utah's Clark Phillips around there. Yeah, I mean he's it's going to be an also ran sort of thing. Once again, this is not a guy you're going to put on the outside to put on a big. Uh, big-bodied wide receiver. It's not a good idea. He's a very compact corner, yep. so not a ton of length. This is not a guy that is going to win a bunch of hand fights or keep leverage. You know, This is going to be a guy that's on you, staying in phase, on your hips, um, and best in a short area. But he does tackle with a pretty good amount of uh, alacrity. He's just not very strong. He's going to pursue it. He's got a good nose for the football. Um you know, I think he's got pretty decent ball skills. I just I don't think he could play uh, corner on the outside, and so because of that reason, I can't make him a first round pick. All right. Um, comparisons. NFL.com said Avante Maddox. Uh, Asante Samuel to me. Nice. Um, he reminds me a lot of Asante Samuel in being a short, compact corner that stays with you really well and mirrors well. Okay. Um, oof, there's seven of the eight now, leaving us with just one more to discuss, and that is. Cam Smith, South Carolina. Cam Smith should have come out last year. Okay. Cam Smith had a really, really good redshirt sophomore season. 
He had three picks. He looked great in coverage. He was nice and athletic. I don't know what happened because he, athletically he's not bad. He ran a four four three, six foot one, one hundred and eighty, so he's pretty long and thin. But I mean, that's you know, that's not an outrageous body build to have in the NFL six one, hundred and eighty. Um, I think this is a guy that does not uh, track the ball well in the air. If I'm being honest, I don't think he has uh, good ball skills. Mm. So that's a concern for me. Um, I think he regressed technically. He had ten penalties in 2022 and doesn't have that athletic profile that you're looking for with Keely Ringo. Um, and then, yeah, I think when you're at the top of a route, he's going to grab you too fast. Um, and also, he doesn't tackle for shit. Um, so this is a guy that wants to be an outside corner, cannot play nickel, um, and doesn't, to me, have that... I didn't show up on film, that intensity that you're looking for for a shutdown corner, but... Um, did really well against Jalen Hyatt in Tennessee. I mean, he matched up against some good dudes, um, but I don't think the technique is there, or I don't think their technique was there. He matched up with a lot of really good athletes with poor technique because he's got pretty decent technique as a cover corner, as a man cover corner. Okay. Yeah, his, uh, he's getting mocked, though, honestly, around Keely Ringo. Uh, end of first round, early second round. Uh, still going to go. A reach. Yeah. Okay. Going around that time there. Yeah, that's scary to think. Uh, with all of this talent there, that I guess you know they all can't hit. So there's going to be a few guys in there that, yeah, Dan Sandy's not as excited with this guy as the others. And, but that's the thing, right? I I have to remind myself that I'm still talking about a second round draft pick. So I'm still talking about a potential NFL starter. Sure. Um. So I, some of the things he does really well. Um. I, I think he I think he reads I think he reads the play very very well honestly he reads the play I don't think he tracks the ball well but I think he knows where the play is going he gets himself in position he's not going to make the tackle because um, that's for linebackers to do apparently um, but he is a guy that reads the ball very well he'll jump routes um, he's pretty good in terms of instinct but I, I think he got lazy in his junior year I thought he had a better uh, redshirt jun- or redshirt sophomore season has comparisons nfl.com AJ Bouye yeah AJ Bouye I mean honestly AJ Bouye coming out um, wasn't super developed I thought it was a better athlete than him mm-hmm. and then uh, AJ Terrell draft network says AJ Terrell uh yeah out of Clemson right yep. long lean sort of dude it's yeah AJ Terrell's not bad um, okay, so let's wrap this up. Uh, we talked about eight cornerbacks, and I would be shocked, honestly, uh, if three names we didn't talk about tonight go before all eight of these guys are gone. We talked about the top. We talked about the cream of the crop here tonight. Dan didn't really spend any time grabbing us a guy for a fifth or sixth rounder because there ain't no time of that for these cornerbacks this no, year. No, no, too many. Too, too many good ones. Too deep. Too many uh, talented guys that are going to be playing the NFL for years to come uh, ready to go for uh, Thursday and Friday night. Um, we did as many as we could. Come on. I know. There's there's so many <laughs> still, and, and there will be guys that your teams will take, obviously, that we can't get to. But uh, kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, we are looking at probably – because. You took my crazy stat. We'll spend the time here. Uh, 77, I think, total prospects yeah. to come here for uh, once we are fully done. Uh, I mean, we just added eight more cornerbacks to the long list here. Uh, we only have about three more position groups 
if you don't count kicker and punter, but maybe we'll find the time to throw a couple of those guys in there and really <laughs> just a few bump that number up. There's a Michigan kicker we're going to talk about. Perfect. Um, and uh, but yeah, these cornerbacks. I mean, this was a big uh, list to get through because these are big names. These are the uh, a very deep class here going. So if it's not Christian Gonzalez going first overall, uh, Dan says you should be excited if you get Emmanuel Forbes wherever you snag him out of Mississippi State. Um, after him, we like Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Deontay Banks out of Maryland's probably also a first-round talent. Then you got Devin Witherspoon. He's he's aggressive, but he's going to get the job done. DJ Turner is uh, Dan's number six guy. Joey Porter is seven. Yeah, Juan Drago. And then Cam Smith rounds out still a very solid group of eight prospects for the cornerback group. Anything more, Dan? Any one of these guys. <clears throat> any one of these guys is a starter in my mind uh, in the NFL. I think all of these guys have got what it takes. Um, whether they're going to be the best corner on their own team, we'll find out soon. But I think all of these guys can play at the next level and can play this year and right away. Nice. Just depending. Some guys you got to drop into the nickel. Some guys you put on the number two. The only one that I think becomes an immediate starter right now with not a lot of changes is Emmanuel Forbes. Christian Gonzalez still needs some tweaking. Um, but yeah, he might, he has the highest ceiling, but Emmanuel Forbes is the most pro ready. All right. Well, there you go. Add another group to the list. Uh, that leaves us with heading to pursue linebackers. The next time you guys will hear us, we've got, it's a smaller list, but, uh, it's just going to keep continuing there. Um, and defensive line and edge, uh, after that. And by then we'll be all wrapped up. We'll have uh, a, a full list of prospects completed for you just in time for the draft itself. And then we'll review that. And then a, a much-needed rest from the push-off guys. So that's, yeah, that's we'll, the plan. Uh, we'll sleep hearty. That's right. Um, okay, so that's what we have for this show. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Please come on back when we wrap up these defenders. Um, we'll start heading closer and closer to that line, closer and closer to the pressure Uh as we as we continue um that's what we've got that's what i've got for you guys tonight so dan parting words of wisdom just because you didn't get the highest grade in this week's draft analysis doesn't mean you're not ready to play in the nfl in fact every single one of these guys we're going to talk about all 77 are going to play in the nfl i'd be very shocked if we even have one undrafted guy um in this particular class so uh Get excited. Any of these guys we're talking about, you're going to hear their names called on draft day, and uh, hopefully one of your teams pick them up. Just, you know, no reaches. That's all we're asking for. Just don't reach. You're going to want to come back. we got to see if we have any more pro- uh, prospects that will be elites here this year. So we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for here, for being here this time. I am Scott. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.